subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. We have a great episode for you ahead. We have a special guest with us who embodies all things ninja, which is really, really fantastic. And so we're going to get to that ASAP. Just a quick reminder to check out our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash The Ninja Selling Podcast, an incredible community. If you have any questions about ninja, you can just ask them right there in that community. And you will hear from either Garrett, myself, one of our coaches and instructor, Larry Kendall, or one of the almost 9,000 people that's in there to help guide you along that path. So that's all I'm going to say about that because I'm excited to dive into this conversation, Garrett, with um, this incredible guest that we have. But I'm going to allow you to introduce this person. I've known this gentleman for a short period of time, but y'all have been working together for over five years now. So over to you, Garrett. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Matt. I'm excited to jump down this path. Brian Harwood is who we have with us today. And Brian does, uh, he practices real estate in Seattle, Washington, and all surrounding areas. I got the pleasure of getting to meet Brian and start working with Brian back in 2017. So we have definitely uh, been on a ride for a while. He's with Windermere in the Seattle market. Brian is a phenomenal real estate agent. He's also a coach for us. He's got his hands in so many things and doing so much. And it was fun getting ready for this call and talking with Brian, talking with Matt and kind of going like, okay, well, let's go down this path and let's talk about this. And I realized there's about five different paths here that we could create a podcast around. We're going to stick to one today. When you say that somebody's in the real estate industry, Brian is in the industry everywhere. He's in sales, he builds, he invests, he coaches. It's, it's incredible. It really is. So we've got a ton of different paths, but today what we're going to focus on the most is the power of a very clear database, a small database that will allow you to produce better results with less brain damage. And Brian has really focused on that over the handful of uh, years that I've worked with him and he's mastered it as of right now. So Brian, good morning. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. So let's go back a little bit because I actually want to start with, you've been involved with Ninja for about 12 years. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Started uh, 12 years ago when I moved over to Windermere. All right. So 12 years ago, you get introduced to Ninja. You you start to take that into your business. And as I, we were talking about is in 2017, you reached out and said, okay, I think I need a coach. I think I need some help here. What made you make that that reach out at that point in time? I was doing a fair number of transactions at the time. Um, I was spinning a little bit out of control. I had the installation. I had certain systems in place that I was using for Ninja, but I didn't really have, I wasn't organized enough to be able to take my business to the next level. So I, I really wanted to implement coaching. I wanted to hire a coach to help me take my business to the next level and really get organized and, and get my life back. Cause I was just, I was spinning control, lots and lots of hours in the business. So I love that you say get your life back because your business is about double right now where it was back then. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm hearing you correct, you've doubled your business and you've been able to get a life back? Yeah. Yeah. Just putting systems in place and with the help of my amazing coach. <laughs> That's me, everybody, if you haven't figured that out. Yeah. So with that being said, 
we started to really focus in on your database kind of right up front because I remember you came to me and this is something that a lot of people say is they're like, oh, my business is all referrals. And it's always kind of a key word for me when people go, oh, my business is all referrals because it's very easy to take that at face value and be like, is it like, is it really all referrals? And that was something that I feel like by you kind of getting clear here on your business, you really actually have been able to unlock referrals. Can you kind of talk to me a little bit more about like what that has looked like changing from I thought I had a referral business to I really have a referral business? Yeah. So um, what what you taught me, Garrett, was that every person in my database knows two people that are going to transact in the year. And that was that was an aha moment for me. I never really thought of it that way. So once I started really thinking about that and we started digging into the database, we started to pull out the people who were who were really special in the database and that they not only know, love, and trust me as a person, but they also are the biggest supporters of my business. And so we created a small focus list of, of raving fans, and I, that's 27 people currently that are we increased the frequency of contact with and we made sure we were focusing on that group and building the relationship with those people because they're going to be our primary referral source and then we broke down the database again in platinum gold and bronze which i can explain why we skip silver sometime but that's not for today <laughs> but uh you know the the platinum and gold people we you know we really broke down you know who are these people to us, how do they refer? How important are they to our business? And then, you know, we just, we focus our energy on the people who are the best referral sources and the best supporters of us personally and the best supporters of our business. So Brian, what did your communication look like with your database prior to that breakdown? And then once you identified particularly those platinum and gold people, how did that change how you planned out your flow with those people? Yeah. So, you know, Garrett and I spent a lot of time trying to figure out frequency of contact and what that looks like. Um, And I'm doing enough transactions that I can send, you know, I can send postcards every week if I would need to. We determined that three postcards in a month was enough. We have a couple of emails that we send. We have an email newsletter and then we have HomeBot that we use to connect with people. And then, you know, Garrett had me start doing the November challenge, which if you're in coaching, you know what that is. I change it up a little bit in my own business to say, okay, well, I want to do that more than once. I want, I not only want my Q1 to be amazing, I want my Q4 to be amazing. And so I started increasing that frequency of contact by calling through my database, not only in November, but I started calling through in July. Yeah. So for anybody listening, the November challenge is to call your entire database from front to back. Like that, that's the goal. I remember Brian, you got a hold of me and you said, uh, you said, so that November challenge that we do, you said, does it only work in November? Yeah. I said, dude, November is not the magic piece. It's you picking up the phone and making phone calls is the magic piece. I said, you can do it all year long if you want to. <laughs> and you're like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to add that into another part of my, my year as a plan. And it worked. It's amazing. You, you picked up the phone and started making more phone calls and it, and it worked. I want to, Jump real quick to the size of the database, just so people have an idea of how many people you threw out the number 27, which was your kind of your core, most important people. If we go back to 2017, in from my notes, 330 people, and that was producing you about 35 to 40 transactions, at least that year. You, t- you said you typically run around 30 to 35 is where you were kind of running at. That's correct, right? 
Correct. Yep. All right. Now that's changed. And I think the crazy thing is your business has doubled, but you're not working with 330 people anymore. Can you give us kind of a breakdown of where your database is right now? Uh, total people? Yeah. So if we, if we incorporate everybody, including the bronze group, it's 260 people total. And the raving fans, platinum and gold, it's about 207 people total. Okay. Meaning there's 27 raving fans and then 180 platinum and gold. So when you talk about doing the challenge, are you calling and reaching out to all 267 that you had there? Or are you mainly focusing on the gold and the platinum group, for, for instance? So I focus on the gold and platinums first. Absolutely. And I make sure I get in touch with them. So they're my priority. And then if, if I have enough time, then I'll go through the bronze. But the bronze are, they're bronze for a reason. And I could go into why that is, but I don't know if we have time for that. <laughs> More so. And my question is, is that obviously we talked about this 27 being raving fans. Instead of worrying about who goes in the bronze, qualify who makes it into your raving fans list. Like what, what makes you go like, oh, you are now part of that group? You know, it's back to that biggest supporters of us personally and biggest supporters of our business. And I'll just use an example. Like my brother is, is my best friend. He's been my best friend my whole life. He's an amazing guy. He is not on my raving fans list. <laughs> and the reason he's not on my raving fans list is because he's an introvert. He works from home. He never sees anybody. He's never referred business. I know for sure that he would always use me. And he has. He's transacted six times with me. He'll use me every time he wants to do business, but he is not a referral source. And so while he's a platinum and I know that he's going to always use me, he's, he's just, he's not a referral source. So he doesn't make that raving fans list. Does that make sense? That does make sense. I think it's very interesting too, to make sure that you qualify the raving fans because this is a category for your business that it relates to business. Obviously, I would imagine your flow frequency with your brother is outrageously high and maybe even higher than some in your raving fans list. But when it comes to business, making sure you're really identifying. So I have a question about the raving fans list as well, because you didn't really have this established when your database was well over 300. Is that correct? Correct. So the frequency of flow then, was it you were trying to just communicate with all 300 plus and now you just have a laser focused? And what does that flow frequency look like with those 27? How often do you talk to those people? So I make sure I talk to them once a month. And most of them I'm going to talk to once a month without even trying, right? They're just going to, they're that close to me that it's just, it's not something I really have to try to do. But my assistant will print the list. She'll put it in front of me on my desk on the first of every month. And I'll go through and just start marking off names of who I've been talking to recently. And I'll just make sure I get, I cross off every name. And with that level of interaction that changed, did you start to see the difference? Because you said, hey, realizing that everybody has these two referrals to give every year. When did you start to see the results from transitioning from trying to just communicate with everybody, whatever we can, to I need to take care of these people first, and then these people, and then if I have time for the bronze, you know, we'll see. Yeah, 2020 and 2021 is when the results really started coming in. We started it in 2019, you know, late 2019, I think is when I first did my July, my own little July challenge. And we pulled out the raving fans at that point also. The interesting thing, though, is that, you know, with our raving fans, we also know these people, we know the depth of the database in these in these folks. In other words, 
I know who they are. I know who their spouses are. I know who their kids are. I have their birthdays. I have their anniversaries. I have their kids' birthdays. I know them so well that, you know, I mean, if they have a job change or any, if anything happens in their world, they get something from us. They get flowers. We're recognizing them constantly. This all comes back to a conversation that we had very early on. And I think it's a conversation that a lot of people have with their coach or they get introduced to through Ninja that everybody has two opportunities to refer you. And there's a lot of people that will look at that and go like, really? Do they really have two opportunities to refer you? Like, is that, is that a real number? It's at least, and some people never connect. Like what you just mentioned about, like, I know all this stuff about these people. Like I know them on a very high level. So then to be able to go like, you've been able to actually see that a group of people that when you really get laser focused with them and you have the right ones in there, everybody truly does have at least two opportunities to refer you. Tell me a little bit about what you've seen in getting laser focused with this group and kind of the results that's come back to you. It's just interesting because we send lots of notes. We send lots of handwritten notes for birthdays and anniversaries. We send the kids ice cream cards for their birthdays. And so when we get a referral that comes in from anyone in our database, not just our raving fans list, but anyone in our database, we look back and we say, okay, well, when did we contact them last and how did we, what was, what did that contact look like? And it's almost always a handwritten note that they received last from us. Interesting. I remember you saying that before, but it's funny. I have forgotten about that, that you've actually been able to go back and say, okay, what might've spurred that piece of business to come in? So handwritten note, don't take that lightly, everybody who's listening, because I know a lot of people kind of go like, well, what do the handwritten notes really do? Like, it's kind of like, it's not really business, right? It's not really real estate related. Like, how's that really going to work? Awesome. And I'm really happy you shared that, Brian. Well, what I love about this too, is that you're not talking about a handwritten note that goes to this person like once a year, like these 27 people, and which is a, people are like, well, you, only 27 people? Like, that's all you really need in terms of, I mean, you can have a little more or even a little less, but when you know them so well, you have this frequency of touch points where I would imagine, like, what would you say would be the most handwritten notes you've written to one, you know, household in, in a given year out of your raving fans? Well, I don't know that I had that number, but, you know, for the raving fans, they're getting three touches per year where we just, we write them a just checking in note. That's just baseline. And then they get their home anniversaries, they get their birthdays, they get the kids' birthdays. Again, if anything happens in their lives, job changes, loss of a family member, anything like that, then we'll send them something. So I would say, you know, in the rating fans list, they're hearing from us between the emails, the postcards, the notes, and any other gifts. I mean, they're they're hearing from us eight to 10 times a month. And maybe even like a half a dozen of those could be those handwritten notes that you mentioned, which... I think is important for people to hear who's listening to this, increasing the frequency that you do certain elements of the system can have incredible results on a relationship. And it does keep you top of mind. People are like, well, I don't want to annoy my people with stuff. I don't think your raving fans are annoyed with you at all, Brian. I think they're very, very happy with you. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, that's a really common perception out there in real estate agents is that they're going to irritate people by contacting them. And, you know, when you're calling them saying, hey, do you have a referral for me? Do you have anything to sell? (laughs) (laughs) Those are always fun phone calls to get to receive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But when you're calling them, asking them what they're doing with their family for the summer, it's a different conversation. 
right? And so the flow, the flow conversation and the forward questions are really important pieces. You said the number eight to 10 times per month. And I think there's a lot of people, and this kind of goes back to what you're saying, Matt, but there's a lot of people going like, whoa, like, okay, that would get annoying really fast. But I want everybody to remember, like, this isn't 267 people that are hearing from you eight to 10 times a month. This is a core tight group you developed of people that you have a special bond with that you're going to be at this level with them about things that are important to them. Exactly. It's personal connection. It's not sales connection. In other words, yeah, these are personal contacts. So we haven't really talked about your numbers at all of what your business is kind of running at right now. Because here we are in you know 2022. You were running about 30 to 35 transactions a year before. Currently right now, can you just give me kind of a breakdown of like where your business is at right now in 2022? We're having this conversation right at the beginning of August. Yeah, so we're at, we're at 40 transactions right now for the year. So already past what you were doing on average year over year. Mm-hmm. Smaller database. Got it. Go on. Oh, just focused, yeah. How much of that in true referrals right now, if you look at those 40 transactions compared to repeat business coming back and using you again? And I know we didn't, we, I haven't set you up for this. So this is kind of like, you may not have this number offhand. Do you know where your kind of percentages are running right now with true referrals coming your way? It looks like about 40% are referrals this year. That's awesome. And those are true referrals. Like those are like literally somebody that you would really have never got the business from unless somebody in your sphere of influence said, Hey, you need to use Brian. Let me connect you with Brian. Correct. Yep. So for those listening, that's almost 20 deals, seven months into the year that are true referrals coming into a business where some people are like, how do I get one? Like that's, that's awesome. That's where I love that these numbers exist. They're real. And this is why Brian, I'd love you sharing kind of where you're at and what's going on here because sometimes you need to see, it's like the four minute mile. I use that as an example. Sometimes you watch somebody, all of a sudden they run the four minute mile and everybody else goes, oh my gosh, it's actually possible. Like that can be done. Like I'm going to go after and do that now. And uh, you're kind of in that that category. You mentioned an assistant, and I'm just curious if we could just kind of go down that route just a little bit here. So what does your group look like? Because this this is where we started to talk before recording today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we have a whole nother hour probably podcast just about how you run your business as a business. And we started to talk about the difference between what is a team and what is an actual business that you're creating. And you have more so of a business that you've created with real estate. Can you kind of tell me briefly who your players are and what they allow you to do? Yeah. So um, I have my assistant who has been with me for seven years now. And her role is, she's really our client services manager is what we what we call her. So she handles much of the client interaction from the time we sign a listing agreement until the time the listing goes live. She handles all the parts that go along with that. And then she handles the transaction once it's in contract until it closes. And so that's that's her role. She's very much client facing. She does a really great job interacting with clients and she's pretty amazing. And then she also, you know, if you're familiar with pin time, she also does a lot of my end time. In other words, she she's doing a lot of those task oriented things that are not related to clients and contracts or prospecting or building on building your business. So she's my key player within our little group. I do have a showing agent and the showing agent helps me with showings when I'm not available to do showings. 
Uh, she helps with open houses. She goes and collects key boxes and runs errands for us that are real estate related errands. She'll attend inspections for me. So she just frees up lots of that time where I would normally be out of the office and not able to focus on the business. So I'm able to stay here and focus on the business. And then I have a construction business also, and I have a project manager who handles all of the ins and outs of the construction business. This is where we could open up Pandora's box here really carefully. And I know we have Brian for a limited amount of time today. So I got to be careful about opening Pandora's boxes. But you started a construction company. You got your general contractor's license specifically to be able to help your clients be able to get their projects done so they could put their home on the market, right? Yeah. You know, we we ran into problems hiring contractors because they couldn't complete projects on time. They maybe wouldn't even complete the projects. They would get them, you know, 75, 80% of the way there. And, and then they would think they were done. They were expensive. They were not reliable. So we were, we were really struggling. And in our market, when we schedule staging and we schedule all of our things to list the property, you know, we have to schedule that stuff up to four weeks out. And if you miss the date, you could really be sliding your listing by a number of weeks. And so we just decided that we were going to vertically integrate that and take on, I would get my GC license. I have a crew and then I have my project manager. They handle all things construction related. This is where people listening, Matt, are going like, wait, what? Like he has a construction, has a crew, has all that also. Oh, and he he coaches other real estate agents as well. And you invest, heavily invest in real estate too. Like that's your background too. And you've you've flipped homes since we've been working this year. You flipped the house. Yeah. Yep. I think the the real highlight of this too is that you were able to capture back time because you set up your business structurally for success by making sure, hey, let me make sure I have the best database possible. And it's all sectioned out so I know who to focus on. And then let me hire the right support person to help me execute on things that are non-producing activities, right? Which a lot of people go into like, oh, I need to build a team. I need a buyer's agent. I need all this. You structured as I need to grow this business so that I can continue to do what I do best, which is be a salesperson, right? I mean, at at the beginning and end of the day, on our licenses for our state, it says real estate salesperson for most states anyway. And we kind of forget about the whole salesperson thing. Now, I'm not saying the you know typical what we think of salesperson. Obviously, we're talking about relationship-driven, service-oriented person. But you've built the business so you can do that in an exceptional way and serve your clients in an exceptional way. And I think that's the real power of making sure that you have the right database, Garrett and Brian, both of you. I mean, how did having... And this is just kind of, I guess, my my final question for you, Brian, is how did having a smaller, more focused database allow you to see more clearly into your business? Was there a correlation there or are you a wizard? No mystery. Once I really focused on my database and broke it down, that was key to taking my business to the next level and allowing me to free up a lot of time just because at, at that point I could really, once I was focused and I could schedule my time and I could make my calls and I was confident in what I was doing and the results that it was producing, I no longer had this, you know, I need to do this, I need to do that. It's just something I get to do every day and it produces results. So again, this is literally, we have so many paths we could go down here to expand this thing out even more. My main purpose of having you on today, Brian, was to help people see, because I I watched 
some people when we start coaching and I'm like, we need to potentially make your database a lot smaller than what you have right now. And, and it doesn't correlate in their brain. Their brain goes, well, wait, if I want to make more money, I need more people. And I love it when we get to watch somebody that figures out, no, it's potentially a lot less people with a much clearer and concise game plan of how are we going to work with these guys and how are we going to interact with them? And you have mastered that and you have built an incredible business around people and around these relationships and have unlocked tremendous possibility. That is one of the more sustainable, duplicatable year after year businesses like right now. Like I don't look at you going, man, I hope Ryan can pull it off next year. I appreciate that. So with the sake of time, and Brian, we need to have you back on again. And I know you have a hard stop. You got to run here. And I want to make sure, I feel like we're like leaving this thing open-ended right now, but I feel like we've been able to cover exactly what we set out to do today. And I want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your time and who you are and how you look at this, because it's so important for people to hear. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'll come back anytime. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate you very much, for sure. This is great. Power of a small database. guys. Do what Brian did. Identify your raving fans. Get your platinum and gold. We'll figure out why we're skipping silver later on. You guys will be be set up and ready to rock and roll. Nobody uses silver anymore. It's all platinum and gold. All right. Well, Brian, again, thank you to everybody listening. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, this is one of our favorite parts of our day is being able to bring content like this to all of you out there. You can go check us out at ninjaselling.com. You can learn more about coaching through ninjaselling.com. We have that all available there. And uh, come check out our Facebook group. Join the members in there that are all fellow listeners and supporters of what we're up to here. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Matt. Have an amazing day, everybody. And we'll be back soon. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.